Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we just try to make sense of some of the things we love about photography and some of the things that we don't love as much. Come join us. Welcome to this edition of Photo Mission Focus. Terry, how are you going? Really well. How are you? I'm pretty damn good. So you probably want to hear what I've been up to. I do, Stephen. I really want to know because you've just come back from an amazing holiday, haven't you? I have. I've, I've just come back from Italy and Greece. Amazing. Incredible. And it was amazing. And like I said, from a photography point of view, the photography opportunities were just abundant. Yeah. Just really, you know, such old buildings such an iconic places, you know, like in Rome, the Vatican. Yeah, because you do a lot of street photography, don't you? That's one thing that you're really, really yeah, passionate I do a, about. I do a lot of street photography. I love that yep. kind of trying to capture the, you know, the vibe of a of a place and yeah. that kind of thing. And I think the the thing about the um, travel is travel and street photography go together so well. Absolutely. You know, it gives you an opportunity. And I, I always kind of think, and this is kind of my psyche, I suppose, with street photography is, I want to try and capture stuff to show people that show them something different. Yes. So, you know, I don't really want to show you a can of Coke, <laughs> a hot dog. You've probably seen a can of Coke and a hot dog. They're the kind of photos I like to see, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, 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 want, I want to show you something different. So I, I want to show you, you know, maybe the streets of Cob, you know, Cobblestone Streets, which, are, you know, and it's the first place I've actually gone to where there's actually Cobblestone Street. Oh, wow. And, when, and it's so interesting when the cars drive past. It's it is, it is, yeah. I'm thinking, geez, I must go for a lot of suspensions <laughs> on the cars. But but the interesting thing about it was is I, I did some some of the shots I did. I do this, um, you know, the camera drop where I'll put the camera basically on the road, jump out in the middle of the road, wait, wait for there's no traffic. Yeah. Especially if it's been raining. There was Beautiful. a couple of times because it was wet and shiny. And I've got some shots where I've taken them extremely low to the ground. The camera's literally sitting on the ground and I'm just shooting and I'm night shots and day shots and different things. But I typically do those when there's a bit of moisture around. Yes. So you've got that glisten. And the really on. vibrant colours. And, yeah, and it just yeah. picks up. But it, it shows it from a different, I suppose, and people, I try and always include people in there so, so they, they look quite small in comparison because the angle that you're shooting at yeah but just to give something a little bit different yeah great idea and i think the, the thing about it was the thing i loved was the history like you stuff you've learned about at school yes right you know the coliseum yes to actually go and walk around the coliseum would be insane it, well it is and then but to actually then learn more about the coliseum because there's a lot of information there yeah about what, how it was built, what they used it for, and you know, you kind of knew some of the stuff, but yeah, and then actually being able to see it. But even in, I couldn't capture it like the scale of it, pictures just do not do it justice. It's one of those things that I tried shooting it from all different kind of angles, yeah, and it's hard to capture. You have to, it's one of those things that you need to experience it, yeah. I imagine it's kind of like when you go and visit the Sydney Opera House, yes, close up. Yes. To find out that it's been built by individual cement tiles is insane. Yes. <laughs> it's like, yep. wow, did not know that. That's right. So, and, yep. and, and sometimes then trying to work out how you capture it to show somebody yeah, who, who maybe ha- hasn't seen it. Yeah. But like, <clears throat> so there was a whole range of stuff and, you know, there was, there's, there's a lot of iconic stuff in Rome, obviously, mm-hmm. with the, you know, Colosseum and uh, Vatican City and the Trevi Fountain. There's all those kind of iconic things that people go to. Yeah. But 
and and again, and to get up, then get up to places like um, Venice and get on the gondolas in the canals. Oh my gosh, because Venice, I don't. To be honest, I it's, don't it's, know a huge an, amount about an, it. Well, I didn't understand too. Venice is an island. It's not, right. It's not really connected to the mainland. So it's well, it's not a island. It's a whole series of little islands because, and it's all built on wooden piers. So they've driven these wooden piers down, and then yeah. they've built buildings on top of them, and then you got water all around them. So in Venice, there is no cars. There is there is no streets. Oh, I didn't understand that there was no cars. No cars in Venice whatsoever. So it's all that's when you see the tip the gondolas. That's how they get around. Yep, yeah, there's ambulance gondolas. There's oh my goodness, everything. Really? So every, it's water is the is the public transport system. Gosh, because the only things I know about Venice is for like from watching movies and stuff. You know, I think there's a movie where they do like a heist and they they break into some bank or something for some jewels and it's all underwater. Yeah. 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 And interesting, I mean, I was at the time when Venice has been undergoing some difficulties with high tides. Yes. So a lot of it had been underwater. Some of the areas that you normally could visit were in kind of repair because they've had this super high tide. Right. So how does that affect the buildings? They all get flooded out? Yeah, but they're kind of... most of the basements are flooded anyway. They've been sitting there for all those years of water, so they're kind of built to do that. Wow. But it is it has had a bit of an impact um, yeah. to the point where I actually were getting a cruise from Venice, but we couldn't actually get on the cruise boat because they've had to keep all the cruise boats away from Venice and yep. they've sent them about two and a half hours further north to Trias, which is at the top of Italy. Wow. Where you jump on the cruise boat because, yeah, Venice was a big cruise boat hub. Yeah. So I think... Obviously, it's not going to help the tides, having these super high tides yeah, and that type of stuff. But, yeah, but look, the you know, the street photography was amazing. Yeah, and so how do you navigate? When you go to a different country, of course, there's going to be, there's going to be different ways to interact culturally. Yeah, so I, how do you I, find that? I found it really easy but that there's so many people yeah. and there's so many tourists yep. and there's so many cameras being pointed. Right. I felt really comfortable taking okay. shots that I may – may have been uncomfortable taking here. Yeah, right. Because of the less number of people and the less number of cameras because such high tourist concentrations taking pictures, the, the locals, it's just an everyday event, all these yeah, people just taking right. photos. So, yeah. so you can actually capture people in, you know, in bars and restaurants uh-huh. quite comfortably without kind of raising any suspicion Gosh. or upsetting people. So I loved it. Yeah, right. Absolutely so so you like that that's really encouraging for anyone who wants to go overseas and take their camera with them to turn it into a bit of a personal project because yes. you can ultimately turn it into the streets of Greece or the streets of Venice or yep. you know and really photograph the people, the places, the and, places and that yeah. type of stuff and, and some of the I mean when we went over to Greece and went to Santorini, you got the iconic all these white buildings and Amazing. No, I think if you go to Bunnings there, they only have one colour in stock. <laughs> well, no, two, white and blue. White and blue, that's right. <laughs> so so it's, it's interesting kind of seeing that stuff firsthand as well. Yeah, and yeah. do you find as well, like I've noticed when I've photographed um, in other countries, the light's slightly different. Did you find that? Um, it is, it is. It's kind of, I know what you mean yeah. about the light being different because I've noticed that, you know, from travelling in the past that the light is different. yeah. But like yeah. I know photographing in New Zealand, I found that the quality of light felt more vibrant. Yes. And I don't know if it was just my shooting style at the time or the air was cleaner or what it was, or the, you know, like the landscape is just so much more um, vibrant anyway. So it did capture quite beautifully. Fully, but yeah. I did feel that New Zealand was quite a special place well, to photograph. One, one thing about, we had a few days where, only a few days where it actually was sun and when you had that really harsh light, 
it was that was quite challenging. There was a couple of things there I would have loved it to be an overcast. There was a I took a shot of horse and these horse and carriages, and there was a group of horse and carriages there where all you could see in this shot are horse and carriages. There's no cars. Wow! Right, and that was in Rome, but it was the clouds are covered, and it was just sharp midday sun. Yeah, horrible, horrible light to work with. Yeah. And no matter how I exposed the images, I couldn't really get them how yeah. I wanted it. Yeah. If it had been overcast, I would have had that filtered flat light. Yeah. It would have been amazing. Or a little bit later in the day, it still a bit, would have been yeah, a bit softer. Yeah, but they wouldn't have been there then, so. Dang. It's like street photography is a lot about opportunity. Yeah. When something's yeah. there, you've got to shoot it. Yeah. So, so which is kind of the segue into this episode of Fagus is that yeah. we're talking about street photography and what what are the value in the value in street photography, I mean, we've done a previous podcast on about respecting people's privacy, yeah. but this is more about what is it you can gain from doing street photography, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> especially when you're traveling. Like oh, traveling, holidays. traveling yeah. is magic because, like I said, it's you've got some extra bonuses because you're going to see new stuff anyway. Mm. So it gives you a chance to kind of capture that. And I think the thing about it is it's it's an area where a lot of people want to have a crack at. Yeah, and I feel you're kind of talking about. Um, Italy and Greece, and I almost can feel a little bit like you had a, a touch more confidence maybe when you were photographing in other countries. And do you feel that that's because you're on holidays, you're a little bit more relaxed? Possibly, possibly. Feeling could, a bit courageous? <laughs> I, I think so too. The other thing is it's kind of like you realise you're only there for a short yeah, period of time. absolutely. So you, you don't, you know, we were in a situation where we were travelling, we were we were moving. Like, I mean, yeah. there was a couple of places where we, you know, Venice, we were there for two days. yes. But really, there was so much to cover in Venice, so you really couldn't go back and revisit stuff. Yeah. So I really, if I saw something I wanted to shoot, I had to really shoot it. Yeah. So I had to work with whatever the light was, yep. whatever the distractions were, whatever was happening, I had to do it because I was on a timeline. Yeah. So yeah. so sometimes that's a, you know. It's a good incentive. <laughs> well, it's a good incentive, but um, like I said, and like I said, you, you don't try and make, I suppose, um, excuses for the, the, the photo turning out a certain way. I mean, it's, but street photography, that's what I like about it. It's, that's how it was yeah, at that time. absolutely. You yeah. know, if the, if the rubbish was there on the street, that's how it was. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's really and, – and I think that's the honesty I like about street photography is that if you're going to – you want to go off and do street photography, try and be honest. Yes. Don't ever – I mean, you should never stage – any shot that's staged is not street photography. That's right. If you're posing people, you see quite often on Instagram stuff that's kind of presented as street <laughs> photography. It's not. And it's very very much staged because the person, you know, in the, in the restaurant holding their coffee cup. and They're quite posed. It's it, quite obvious it's, because it's, they look it's, perfect. It's, and, not, it's, not, it's not natural. That, yeah. You know, I like getting those moments where you've got – you capture something. And look, the, the trick of street photography is is – it's a waiting game. It is. So what you do is when you find a backdrop that you like, yes. right? And I've got a shot I took in I took in Venice. Anyway, I like the background. Yes. And the water's lapping up. So this is where kind of the main walkway, the, the tide's up so high, the water's actually splashing over onto the walkway. And so I got the backdrop. So I stood there and I just wanted somebody interesting to walk into the shot. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I was so lucky this guy come bowling along and no one else was there and it was just perfect and there was a seagull had landed on a post and it was, so it was a seagull and this guy in the water and the backdrop. <laughs> Sounds perfect. But, but it was kind of like stood there for maybe 15 minutes. Okay, And yeah. just waited. 
What's the longest you've stood around waiting? Uh, 20 minutes. 20 if, minutes, if, if yeah. It's not, if it's not working in 20 minutes, move on. Ah, good good advice. Yeah. Good so advice. sometimes I, I, my experience has been is if, if you pick a spot yep. and something's not happening, you're going to miss other opportunities. Yeah. You need to move somewhere else yes. and look for another opportunity. Yeah. So I think the, the longest I said I'd sat in anywhere, I think it was in South Korea, I sat for about 20 minutes yeah. trying to get a shot. Yeah, and walked away with nothing. And so, did you find as well there was different um, different things you had to do culturally, like in comparison with Korea and Greece? And oh, absolutely. Yeah. But one of the things that floored me about, I suppose, particularly in Greece, is mm. is is how destitute they are as far as financially, because so many rundown, dilapidated buildings or unfinished buildings. There is abandoned buildings everywhere. It, yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And to the degree where it's actually quite, you feel quite sad because you yeah. see all these buildings and you just know that they've just been left. I had a friend come back and um, where was she in Greece or Italy? I'm not. Well, I'm, there's a lot of abandoned buildings in Italy as well. I think it might have been Italy she I, went to, yeah. I was, quite, I was quite taken back by the number of like abandoned buildings in Rome. It's yeah. quite a lot. And a lot of them are mansions as well. Oh, some they, of them are huge buildings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that my friend went back to like her family property, like the the. the the grandparents and yep. whatnot, and it was this beautiful mansion that had been abandoned. Someone had even driven a car through the front door, yep. kind of thing. It was just dilapidated, and and but still beautiful things still left on the wall. Yeah, yeah. I so mean, people some, just got up and left. I think the thing I, I loved about probably doing street photography over there was some of the attention to detail in the street. So some of the items in the street, things on the buildings, like yep. lower light fittings. Yes. But there was kind of artwork built around it. Yeah, right. So you had these incredible gems out in the street. Yeah. That you wouldn't see here in Australia. So Gosh. very, very different. You might have to make an album and put it in the comments of this, yeah, this yeah, podcast. Well, <laughs> my, well there's, there's quite a few of them actually in my Instagram feed. Yeah, from, excellent. From, from the trip. But yeah, so people kind of see some of those examples. Mm. But I think that um, street photography is an area that people do want to get into. Mm. And I think... We've talked about it before about respecting people. Yeah. And like I said, and it's horses for courses like over there, totally different to how I'd probably approach it here in, yes. say, Queen Street Mall. I'd, yes. I'm a bit more, I suppose, respectful of people's privacy. Here, more here, so yeah. than there, yeah. Yeah, I think because, you know, sometimes, and I think it is because probably it's your hometown. Yeah, and it's, yeah. It is a bit different. So, some, so maybe people who want to investigate street photography, maybe go somewhere other than your home. Yeah, yeah, because it will give you that little bit more confidence, I think, if you're operating in a place that you're unfamiliar with. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the one of the things I suppose like people who may be listening to this may be interested into what gear I used. Yes. And I pretty much shot the whole trip with a twenty four to one oh five lens. Nice. Gave me everything. Yeah. That, that one lens was perfect. I know I used when I was doing street work using many, many, many years ago. Just on holidays to Melbourne, I would take my camera. I'd go home with maybe half a dozen photographs that I really enjoyed. Yep. My twenty-four to seventy was my yep. my workhorse for that because it yep. did give me it gave me the range. And look, um, I just found, like I said, I use a, a Canon body, so I was shooting with a full frame Canon five mm. D Mark IV body, and then I just had the twenty-four to one hundred five L series. They got two there. There's a Mark II, so it's the Mark II. Yeah. And beautiful lens. Yes. Gives you, I mean, it's, it's a constant f/4 lens. It's not a super fast lens. Okay. But didn't really find it a challenge. Yeah, because street work. Forgive me if if I've got this wrong, um, but your aperture would be quite 
you have quite a defined aperture. You wouldn't really be going low. And, no, no. I typically you... shoot around f8. Yeah, exactly. So, so my kind of go-to <clears throat> starting point would be f8 on that lens. Yep. Then I'll obviously drop back to f4 when I'm starting to run low on light. Yeah. But, I, again, I, I don't... You want to get as much detail and information in the scene yeah, as possible. Uh, but, yep. but the thing is I don't kind of freak out about the ISO because I, I actually... I'm quite happy to get the ISO right up on that camera because it's still so little noise. Yes. Even at 3200 ISO, it's still. I even really like the noise in night shots for street work. It well, sometimes me. it works. It works. Yeah, yeah. It works for your in your favour. It reminds me of the old fast film that we used to use, like the 3200 films. Yes. Yep. Like the black and white Ilfords, which were just divine to shoot with at night. They were yep. just incredible. I remember because I used to shoot transparencies, and I remember getting on. I think it was 3M had come out with a. It was a 1600 ISO transparency. Wow! Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I did some night shooting with, which was beautiful, amazing, beautiful. Because um, obviously, typically, transparencies were great to do things like light trails because you kind of have to have a really long exposure <laughs> yes. anyway. You know, and you had that gorgeous vibrancy when they were developed. Yeah, they did. That was the attraction of it. But, yeah. yeah. So, look, street photography, it's like I said, and I was talking in a forum this morning and a lot of people have indicated how that's an area they really want to get into. Mm, and mm. I think, like, the thing is, if you haven't done street photography in the past, mm. you know... Um, and you're thinking of travelling. you're thinking of travelling. But go with, a, go with a fairly... There's a couple of things you should do mm-hmm. if you don't do street photography. You're going to be on your feet for quite a long time. Yes. So put comfy shoes on. Yes, that's a real <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The other thing is what you can do is I shoot with a, a sling sl- um, strap, so I don't use the, can- the Canon strap. So the camera kind of hangs down by my side. Yes. So it's when I'm walking, I don't. It's quite easy to access. I don't. I don't have the camera. I'm not walking with the camera in front of me. Yeah. So you're not preempting people who maybe you come see you with a camera pointing at the front. Yeah. Because that's one thing. Is, some people will see a camera and they will just stop doing what they're doing or they'll just exit people stage, People interact right? differently, don't they, when they see a camera? Well, 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 they do. So sometimes the ability about to have the camera hidden until that crucial moment or the decisive moment, which is you, you'll hear that talked about in street photography quite a lot, mm. and that's quite often the waiting thing is you're waiting for that decisive moment. Mm-hmm. You're waiting for that person to step into that doorway. I've got a picture I took over on the islands and there's this archway through a kind of bridge that leads into this castle mm-hmm. or fortress it is. So I'm, I'm, it was quite pretty in itself. It was, you know, that kind of, I suppose, how would you call it, terracotta-coloured paint with some white accents. and So it was quite pretty. But then I noticed this couple walking around holding hands. I thought, oh, I hope they keep holding hands. And they walk through this, walk through this tunnel type of thing. Yeah. And they, and they did. So, so I've got this silhouette of them holding hands. So you got this, you know, focus on this on this archway, which naturally frames them, and then your subjects are actually these two people. So you see that connection. Right there. time, right place. Well, again, but that was just waiting. Mm-hmm. So it's just waiting. I'd spotted them. I knew they had to get out that way, so you just waited. Probably waited like five minutes. Perfect. And then got that shot. Yeah. Yeah. One yeah. of the things, one of the tips I'll give you, if you're travelling with other people when you're doing street photography, it can be quite frustrating for them. Yes. Because they're always looking for you because you're stopping constantly. Yes. And I th- I have to say that's probably one of the reasons why I don't have my camera with me all the time because it did start to annoy the people I was hanging out with. Yes. Yeah. 
because when you see something that's interesting, you stop. You, you stop, stop. Right. <laughs> and sometimes you actually see it unfolding. So you mm. actually see one, one of the skills, I suppose, of street photography is, is understanding people's habits. Yes. So when you see something, you kind of go, I know what they're going to do next. Reading their body language. Yeah, reading their body it, language. Yeah. It could be someone when you see, I've got a picture of a couple. I could see that they were actually about, about to leave and they were kind of, you know, saying their goodbyes and then they just come in for an embrace and that's the shot I took of the embrace. Gorgeous. You know, because yeah. I could understand that they were just about, yeah. I, I, I don't know what the relationship were, whether they were, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend or just really good friends or whatever because it wasn't a kind of like a passionate interaction but it's just a nice human interaction Yeah, to be able to just get those two people just embrace and then part, yeah, nice. go on their way. Nice. And again, that was probably I probably walked into that square, saw people around, saw them there. Kind of, she was packing stuff in a bag, and and I'm thinking, oh yeah, it looks like they're about to move on or whatever. And then I realised they were going to both kind of move on. Um, just waited and bang, got the shot, and then nice. Then I moved on. Yes, <laughs> perfect. Sounds <laughs> like the perfect. Well, it is. It is. So look, um, I suppose look, we're you know this one is really like I said, we're trying to talk a bit about street photography and some of the reasons for it and like I said, mm-hmm. some of the reasons obviously to try and capture that culture. So you want to try and show people something about that situation that they may not have seen. That's right, yeah. The other thing if you want to be a good street photographer is is, is have a attention to detail, have an eye for detail, look at everything because sometimes there's some great stuff that's hidden in plain sight. Yeah, yeah. And I often use an example of I've done some street walks around Brisbane and I've taken photographers around and there's a whole lot of artwork that's actually hidden in light fittings. There is, is there? Yeah. There's frogs, there's possums, there's snakes, there's all different types. This is here in Brisbane? In Brisbane. Wow. So there's streets where you can go and if you look up into the street light, you'll see these amazing... Gosh, I'm not going to be able to I'll go looking for them now. You'll go looking for them. I'll give you a couple of heads up where they yeah, are. Thank um, yeah, thank you. But again... And there's hidden artwork all over Brisbane. They've got, they've got a project at the moment where they're there's putting artwork. artwork in the alleyways. There's, well, there is. But there's artwork. A lot, of cities, yeah. a lot of cities have these hidden gems yes. that people walk around. And when you actually sh- they see the picture, they go, where did you take that? And you yeah. go, oh, that was in Brisbane. They go, where? Yeah. And that yeah. said, so to kind of be a good street photographer, you do have to really look at everything. Yeah, get and involved I, with your creative community because you'll be surprised at what you'll find. Well, that's the thing, but just just when you're walking, go walking by yourself. So I tend to be, I like to, when I can, be a lone wolf. Yes. For that reason that yes. I can stop and start and stop and start. Yes. So sometimes if I go in and I'm doing strip top and my wife wants to go off, she'll go off to wherever. And I'll <laughs> I don't go, wonder. I'll meet you in an hour. <laughs> we'll meet up. I've done that before as well. Yeah, absolutely. Just so you can have that time to, to kind of yeah, to do it. It gives you the space to look at things differently without yeah. having to rush through it. The other thing is, is which we probably should touch on, particularly street photography, is it is very easy to get wrapped up in the moment. Yeah. You have to be really mindful of your surroundings because sometimes in some areas, particularly overseas, the road rules are very different. Yes. Just because you're on a crossing doesn't mean... Yeah, they're going to stop. That's right. Or, or you're in a laneway. That laneway could be used by motor vehicles, and there may only be literally inches of clearance when they uh, do come yeah. through. And also considering your personal safety as well. Exactly. Don't go anywhere that looks like it could be unsafe or dangerous. That's right. So sometimes you're just going to be mindful of where, you, where you, this might look interesting. This yep. stairway that goes down to this alleyway that goes down under this bridge. Yeah. But it may not be. 
super yeah. safe to be a down good there. thing you can do in that instance is if you're traveling by yourself and you want to go off and take some street photographs street photographs if you're traveling with people and you want to go off by yourself please give them access to some kind of app that lets them track you yeah like have right. some kind of tracking app that you share with your friends and family yes yeah, so someone can actually yeah, yeah. something happen i mean because because <clears throat> the other thing that's, which has happened unfortunately people when they're investigating is they go into somewhere and they just want to try and get on this ledge and they just want to get out a bit further they might fall and, and hurt they themselves. might fall and injure themselves yeah. so so they might be lying there and and actually un, unaware someone's unaware that they're actually injured yeah, themselves that's right that's so right. it's always safety first there's no photo that's actually worth no um like those crazy people that were out the side of the train yes we've talked about oh. that. crazy crazy behavior and that instagram is wanting to <laughs> exactly exactly so terry what do you think i think this um I think you've given some great tips on street photography when yeah, you're travelling. Yeah, yeah and look, definitely something yeah, that people you want to sharing. Someone who wants to try it, and like I said, yeah. if they want to see some of these examples, there are, like I said, on my yeah, I'll be I'll be checking some more out. You'll be having a look at them now, <laughs> and will. you'll be you'll be going. I need to go to Italy. <laughs> I will I'll be like, I want to go to Greece and, and Greece get a tan. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. All right, well, thanks, Terry. Um, no I think Thank we'll you. wrap this one up. So, thanks for listening to this episode of Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. As always, if you've got any tips or anything you want to ask us we're more than happy to to oblige you if you want to just drop a comment in there until next time terry see See ya ya. bye-bye thanks for listening to this episode of photo mission focus discussing photography if you enjoyed the show today please leave a comment or if you have a suggestion for a subject for our next show also leave that in the comment as well Thanks for listening. 